0: Jaheen was saying that he's holding the microphone in his hand because he's like recording, I guess, in in a room in in the family's house. Um, uh-huh. and so I was like, no, you know, so he's like, you know, get get wrap it up quickly. I was like, oh, this thing isn't gonna be even longer than forty-five <laughs> minutes. Like I fuck this noise. Um the fact though that you were just on the tequila, <laughs> let's let's see what forty-five minutes feels like, I guess. Um everyone, and welcome to Mane Geek Again, a podcast where we cover sci fi TV shows through the lens of philosophy and dick jokes. My name is Joe, and I am joined by my quarantine brained co hosts, Shaheen and Bubs. Hey. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey, guys. <laughs> um, this is episode 90, sure. nine zero, Nine zero nine 9 times 10, 90, of our yes. podcast, and we are going to be talking about The 100, season 7, episode 9. You can find us on SoundCloud and iTunes, though iTunes is being a dick, so I will forever say that you can find us on both, but just really look for us on SoundCloud. Um, we also love fan feedback, so feel free to come yell at us on Twitter at MaybeGeekAgain or at again at gmail.com. And of course, we always post the episodes to Reddit in case you enjoy long-form discussion. Um, great to have you here, guys. Uh, we usually start out with giving a little like information about ourselves uh, that we've been doing the same one before, so I don't know, pick a fact. I don't care. Um, and then a quick little icebreaker game this week's icebreaker game because it is <laughs> I am still mad about having to have had to watch this episode once, let alone the twice that I have had to do it to do this podcast. Um, t- today's icebreaker game is, have you ever walked in on your parents having sex, and would you rather do that or watch this episode again? Who would like to go first?
1: I guess I'll go first. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, my name is Bubbles. Um, I am in San Diego at the moment, and I've been sucking at work, that's my fact about me this week. Um Nice. So, you know when you get into those moods where all you can do is, like, be frozen and just, like, sit there and you're like, oh my god, all these emails are pouring in I really need to do something. from
0: February 18th (laughs) until the present?
1: I would say it was, like, I think, like, six weeks. Six weeks of this. It wasn't, like, full quarantine, but it, like, finally, it was, like, finally starting to get noticed because usually, like, people love me at work and think I'm a rock star. Not to toot my own horn. But now you are a
0: washed up rock star
1: yeah basically, so I've you were had to playing like in your
0: own cover band. <laughs> yeah,
1: I've had to like get back in gear, which actually it feels so good, even though it's like stress induced from being like called out like it just feels so good to be like working again <laughs> and not frozen. um so that was my sad story. I don't think I've ever been like morbid, but why not do it for this episode? You know, fuck it um, and so, yeah, icebreaker I have had the privilege to never have that happen to me, thank god um and would I rather that happen to me or watch this episode again <sighs> I, you know it's really it's it's really like it's a tough decision because here's the thing like like a half second
0: of hell. Or 40 minutes. (laughs) I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess that's a good point. Like, it's not like you walk in on your parents having sex and then you sit down. Like, Mm -hmm. you have the option of walk the fuck right back out that door.
1: Yeah, but the other thing, I think that the prone con list is, so that, that's like... That's totally true. Like, mm-hmm. the half second versus, like, 40 minutes. Um, But one of those things sears itself into your memory. Which one? And the other you're going to forget about, like, in a week. So <laughs> I guess I'd watch the episode again just because of how forgettable it was and it won't ever, like, haunt me or... You yeah. think
0: that, and then 10 years from now, you're going to wake up in a cold sweat and be, like, having, like, almost had it, like, you, like, in a dream, you're going to, like, hear two people having sex, and you're, like, and you know in your dream self that that's your parents, and Whoa. and for some reason you walk towards that door, and you open the door, and it's this fucking episode. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. I'm going to have that dream now. Thanks, Jen. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, Shaheen. <laughs>
0: What's a fun quarantine fact about you? Oh, God.
2: Um, What's a fun quarantine fact? Since when are we doing this? I don't know, Um, because
0: everybody knows you're from Pittsburgh, and you do philosophy, and you have a blog at freefloatingperspectives.wordpress.com, so we need something new.
2: Thank you. Yeah. Um, I... Um have actually the quarantine has led to me and my girlfriend moving in together. Is that a fun fact?
1: Yeah.
0: Alright.
2: Yeah. Um, Stress test right. <laughs> yeah, the relationship. So um God, yeah, let's just leave it at that.
0: Can we okay.
1: just <laughs> wait? You're quarantine more breaker? like squarantine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: nice.
2: Yeah. Um. Yeah, I was okay. Do I? Have, oh God. Um, um. Okay. If I have like some kind of breakthrough or something,
0: it's your fault. <laughs> if we like unlock your <laughs> repressed memories.
2: <laughs> yeah. If I go like, oh my God,
0: all these years.
2: <laughs> um. So. <laughs> so yeah. Well. So the here's the thing. I actually don't often. Don't sympathize with the idea that, like, it's horrific to think of your parents having sex. Like, I don't think the idea is horrific in, per se. Right. Um, the idea,
0: very, like, clinically detached. Like, okay, they're people, good for them, great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but in practice.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm just, like, rationalizing my case. But in my case, I think there was a specific reason why it was very traumatic. Because I, it happened when my parents were very old and I, and they were always yelling at each other and I never in my life expected that they would have sex. Um, <laughs> I thought they hated each other and so it was really, I was, and I was a little boy, I wasn't sure what exactly was happening. So it was, it was very confusing and scary and I was like, what the fuck? And, um, so I, uh, this episode is fine. Oh,
1: I'm <laughs> <laughs> so sad I just missed the whole story because I had to bring w- bonsai a water cup before he started crying. But it, <laughs> well, you'll get to listen to it. I'll get to um, listen to on it the, on the on the, the edit. It was actually pretty solid. <laughs>
0: uh, oh man! What all right. um, you So. I've I've never walked in on my parents having sex but I have heard them whoa, having
2: hey, sex. Oh hey who are you in
0: this Oh shit sorry I'm fuck I'm Joe um fun quarantine fact <sighs> oh uh last week we drove I don't know for any for any of you people who do any kind of fitnessy things um trying to find anything fitness related during quarantine has been impossible um, but we managed to find uh, a rower that was barely used really nice concept too like fancy pants rower um, down in San Antonio which is like an hour and a half drive away and like we drove down there like in the middle of the day hopefully no one I work for uh, listens to this. Um, we picked up this rower, um, but in typical Craigslist fashion, I now know the, the seller, this woman, uh, I know where her kids live. I know all of her various health conditions. Um, I know like the history of this rower. I know where she used to live. Like, you know, peak, peak Craigslist where you're just, you're not, if it's, if it's a good deal, you're not getting out of there in under 45 minutes. Um, That's my fun quarantine fact. Uh, We have a rower now, and I know about this woman in San Antonio. My new best friend. Congrats! I have not walked in on my parents having sex. I have heard them having Mm. sex. Um, It's almost as bad. Right? I didn't
2: actually see it either. I. I
0: You just heard it. I mean, it's 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 enough. It's enough. Um, Would I do that or watch this episode again? I mean. To your did point, you pubs, knock? did I knock? When you heard it, yeah. no, God, no, she no, fleed. no. I was old enough to know approximately what was happening. Like there okay. was, there was knowing <laughs> that that was happening, and me going the opposite fucking direction.
2: <laughs> uh huh. No, because I knocked because I was intent on disrupting whatever was happening. I was like, no, it's <laughs> you little not cock block. fucking <laughs> cock-block.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So, I mean uh, Okay, this is this is horrible and Bubs you're going to appreciate this. So, yes. um So, would I ever walk in on your on my parents having sex again or or, or, or watch this this episode? So, my dad is dead now. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean this in a sad way. I mean this in a do I answer this question in a well, my dad will be brought back to life and good for that and yay, good job for both of them or does it become a solo parent adventure. In which case, mm. oh, you know, I am going to say I'm going to watch this episode again, but it's <laughs> under duress. <laughs> under duress, I will agree and say I would prefer that. But the fact that it's like taking me a minute to like weigh the pros and cons says a lot. Um, let's get into it. Uh, this episode was called The Flock, directed by Eamon Kadirali. Uh, hopefully I pronounced that right, because this is the first time I read it. I did not pay attention when I pasted it into the doc. Uh, written by Alyssa Clark. Um, let's get into the overall takes of this episode. Uh, well, I guess a quick brief summary. We were in present time on Bardo, then we flashed back to three months ago, and we learned how our our ladies of warrior princessdom became uh, Bardoan security guards i guess and then we also saw some shit on sanctum that i'm just gonna say we also we also saw some shit on sanctum um okay so what do you guys think about the episode uh shaheen how about you go first
2: um yeah so i i'm actually curious to see what you guys have to say because i know you guys have a lot of feels negative it sounds like yeah and i'm really not sure why so i'm curious i'm I'm interested to to hear your point of view i thought it was fine um same blah 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 about the sanctum stuff um and the bardo stuff i thought could have been really great but there was there were certain aspects of it that ruined it kind of that I'll talk about later, but it was still, you know, at least the idea was, I like the idea.
1: Okay. Um, I feel like I understand what you mean, Chikin, because, um, there were aspects where I was like, you know, if, if this was with characters I cared about, I wouldn't care that like, it didn't really make sense. And we're like doing a flash <laughs> back after a fl- the flash forward. Like it, which just it like didn't make sense like why it was like uh, I can't even like explain so they flashed forward they did a time jump and now they're just going back to fill in all these holes that don't really need to be filled in and like one of my complaints with the show has always been like they just flash through stuff when there could be like really interesting things in all the crevices and all the in-betweens and to really like dig into the story and it feels like They this was like trying to do that, but they already did the flash forward. They already moved at breakneck speed. We're already past this, and now we're like flashback, and now we're like, you know, it's all these like paper thin story elements that would be really cool if we thought we were going to dig into them further, but we know we're not, and so we can't even enjoy like this novel experience for these for characters we love because you know I mean as much as I love Dioza like every scene she's in, it's, like, something different because she's not one of the original characters. And, like, the Octavia side of it, like, as cheesy as the Levitt hookup was, I think that that's what I enjoyed most about the episode. (laughs) Really! Because, like, it just, it's, it's like, it doesn't work on so many levels by itself. But, like, at least it was Octavia, you know? Like, with Hope in like, this whole thing, like, the the, the um what you want call it? what did I call it? the divergent alternate universe thing mm-hmm. um like all of that I'm just like I don't care about these relationships I like I like the characters as they relate to other characters not as like the main dish and so so the, while there's things that could have been like really fun like it's just like I don't care you know <laughs> um and so that part of it really hurt the parts that could have been fun. Um And then the Sanctum stuff was just, like, why? So the whole thing was just, like, a little bit torturous. And, like, I just, like, honestly, I think I almost cried, like, several times in the episode. Just mourning, like, all the characters that I really like. And, like, the fact that, like, every minute that goes by is, like, just that much less show that they're going to be in. <laughs> and it just, like, there was no moment that I could just, like, sit there and enjoy the story. Like, I'm going to cry right now. Wow, it's like really savvy. <laughs> Somebody else talk. Um,
0: okay. I think I think that that's a pretty good pretty good descriptor and and you know I- I think I I think I fall somewhere in between you guys in terms of like like Bubs you're very much like I don't want to see any of these third tier fourth tier fifth tier characters like fuck that noise and Shaheen like you're very much like cool like you know as long as the story is interesting like I'm into it like you know I, I care a little bit less about you know sort of these main characters and I think that I've been really really forgiving these past few seasons in terms of like how much like leeway I'm, I'm mm-hmm. I'll give the show you know because I'm I you know I like Dioza like fine show me Dioza fine. show me octavia like even though i used to not really care about octavia starting in season five like great i'm all in Mm -hmm. on octavia um and you know i don't have as much of a beef with 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 echo and like you know i i think i think um hope is interesting and you know all of this stuff like fine whatever but to your point bubs What the fuck were we doing in that flashback? Like, we learned nothing? Nothing. Like, they were like, we're going to show you what we fought. And you're like, cool, Crystal Giant, show me shit. And, like, we basically just saw, like, an aquarium view being like, don't go out there. Anyway, let's go back inside. And you're just kind of like, what? Like, give me... And then I had so many issues with sort of, like, narrative inconsistencies that they put on the Bardo side, where, like, they would be like, this is how it's going to be. And then the next scene, they're like, JK, it's not like that at all. Um... (laughs) So that was kind of my my issue with that, and then yeah, let me just gesture vaguely at all of sanctum like I don't even need to like get into that so yeah I mean i''m, I'm <laughs> you just... had
2: specific issues with uh shade head right oh I had so many issues with
0: fucking shave head shade yeah fuck you Shade Shit. Header. um <laughs> shit, shit <laughs> shit um yeah. yeah i have I have notes about that, and yeah. <sighs> I mean. No,
2: great. Yeah, this is great to, to hear your, you guys' point of view. And I completely understand where you're coming from. I think you, you were, um, spot on, Joe, when you said that it's a matter of like weighing character versus story and things like that. It's not that I don't care about the character. It's just, it's less important to me than, than you guys. And you guys care about the story too, just less important. So it's different weighting. But yeah, I, it's, yeah, and the story, yeah, I guess um, we can talk about, I guess, like, we. I, I thought the point of it was to learn about Bardo and what that whole thing is about, and I guess um, I can see why you might say, who cares, right? Why do we have to learn about Bardo? Well, it's
0: not <laughs> even, like, who cares, Is in, like, you know... I'm interested in it like I've Mm. been on board with like the Bardo storyline being like yeah show me weird shit that's awesome great but like the fact that an entire episode basically was 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 focused on a flashback that really didn't move our characters forward very much the only ones that we really saw move was okay so Echo is either faking it or you know actually like has drunk the Kool-Aid which Again, I don't know if we needed a whole episode about that. Um, Hope <laughs> no. did not drink the Kool-Aid. Um, Octavia, you know, fucked some guy who looked like Bellamy.
1: Great! We didn't oh my god, out. he looks so much like Bellamy if you squinted. Yes, he did,
0: Otherberry. Um, bless my
1: heart, I squinted. He, <laughs> he, uh, or, you know,
0: we found out that there is a, they, they've synthesized or whatever, the or isolated the biological weapon that killed the, Bar, the original Bardowans, except did they? Like, part of me is like, Mm, that's not what's behind the door, um but you know like it it all of the information that we got out of this sequence it didn't need the breathing room of an entire episode in my opinion, um especially again, to your point, bubs, given the sacrifice that we are making in terms of screen time for the main character for 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 our old main characters, yeah, yeah
1: and in, in so, like you could have made the whole all of these points like so if you want to really like just explain who the bardoans are you have like the weird be- like beginning giant scene and then you have like the classroom scene and the babies and that's it you don't need all these like like empty ass like fight sequences just to like have badass women in like really um unflattering yoga pants, since everyone complained last year that, like, Raven and Echo were just, like, space babes from a 70s (laughs) flick, you know? Um, So, like, we get it. You guys listen, and you listen to all the wrong things, and you double down (laughs) in a different way. We get it. Like, so we didn't, like, none of that did anything. Like, Echo was already off the deep end. Like, all they could have said is they were, like, learning about whatever. And then more episodes and like okay so quote unquote bob took time off uh uh-huh. um i'm a Where's Raven? That, that where's, this was a shadow
0: season like, Yeah. i i swear to god somewhere they have reshot most of this
1: season 100% because where is raven where is clark like there's a lot of people who did not take time off, even who if are not, not on even screen. <laughs> if Eliza
0: was part of the taking time off. Like I know that, like independent of Bob, like she had some stuff going on. And again, we don't really like yes. discuss too much outside factors of the show. But like, it's where's Raven? <laughs> where Raven. where the fuck is Raven? Where is everyone? Yeah. Like, like fine. If we're if we're if we're gonna have like characters that we've known for many seasons. We have known Nyla for many seasons. We have known fucking
1: um, Miller since the beginning. Yeah. Oh, Where are they? And, like, I, I'm happy that Murphy and Amori are getting more stuff. Because Absolutely. Because it's, it's deserved. Um, and I love Amori so much. Um, but, like, god damn, the Sanctum plotline is just why? <laughs> why, <laughs> why, 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 why? Like, it just, like... I cannot underline enough how uninteresting well no, there's parts of it that I'm like, well that was well done. But like I'm thinking, like I'm thinking that was well done. Not ooh, like completely like immersed. <laughs> Give me more. Yeah. Um well
0: whatever. Okay, so let's yes. let's actually get into talking about the episode. Um, do you guys have a preference if we do Bardo or Sanctum First? No. Do you care, Shane?
2: Um um. Well, let's. I, do you want to get Sancton out of the way and then talk about Bardo, or do you want to keep?
0: Mm, let me keep railing on Bardo. Like I'm, I'm in, a, I'm in a okay. mood. Um. So. Yeah. So can I? Can I just like, per your per your question of like inconsistency, Shaheen? Like I would just like to mm-hmm. to draw attention to. We, we we get our ladies uh, into, you know, this uh, training dojo and fuck,
1: what is his name? What's the main dude's name? Um
0: Fuckers. Huh?
1: Yes. Anders. I was just and gonna Anders. say like, let's just call him Tyler, who it doesn't yeah, matter. Whatever.
0: <laughs> Anders is like and he brings in the other the other bardoans and is like you know these are going to be your 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 you know your training partners you're going to eat with them you're going to sleep with them everything you fucking do is going to be with them and you're like oh f-. i mean on the one hand you're like fuck new characters all right goddamn it fine yeah. but maybe maybe they're going to be like Levitt and they're going to like you know we're going to get like some hinty montages of like you know our leading ladies learning stuff from them but no instead we got um they go to a school classroom without their without their buddies. Um, Octavia sleeps alone, has her own fucking bedroom. Where's a her buddy? Suite. A suite with an what with an N-suite bathroom, so that she can fuck love it. Because we all saw that one coming. Where's her buddy? W- 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 at, at no other point, like. The only other time we saw the buddy was when, it, during the firing drill, where we got to see Echo be cold and calculating, are these, are these weapons lethal? And I was like, okay, well, that was kind of a, you know, all right, fine. But, like, just even something like that being like, you, you know, you will not be anywhere inside Bardo without your buddy, and then we never see the buddies ever again.
1: It's so lazy. Yeah, I think
2: that was, uh, I, I guess, um, if you want to justify, that was after all the training just before the final test so they'd been like they'd been like released back to their own quarters or whatever and then there was like the final test
0: how does Octavia have her own fucking master suite? yeah (laughs) what kind of like soldier like as a level barely do right? that you're like you get your own place because I can see my boy Levitt here needs to get laid so um anyway anyway never mind all that that was that was pretty much all of my rant. Um, I'm I'm expelled. Uh, Bubs, you have a note here um, on time jumps that I'd like you to um, rant against in your tequila state.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, because yeah. So the audience, which since season three premiered, the audience has continually said. You guys don't know how to do time jumps. <laughs> there hasn't been one time jump where people were like, Wow, that was really well done. It's no, always the, like the Clark
0: one was good. The the Clark was that a time jump when we saw her like on her own and then like with Maddie? Does that count as a time jump or is that just like a meanwhile on Earth? Yeah,
1: well but like I guess I classify a time jump when you talk about like the far reaching implications of the show as a whole. Okay. So while like the Maddie stuff, like yes, I think the Maddie stuff was well done. My dog is currently unmaking the bed, and I just don't understand why right now. <laughs> um, did you fuck up your hospital corners? No, I, just, I don't know what he's doing. Um, anyways, um, so when so yeah, the that little sequence was really well done. Um, I thought like the. Clark going feral in season three was fine, mm-hmm. you know, um, but when things like, just like the the fa- flash forward um, in Arcadia without actually seeing like the political turmoil build, ha- partly because they like cut out some very important scenes for what glamour fight shots, I'm not sure. Um, and so they've never really executed a time jump. That just kind of, like, nailed it. Not even close. Like, it's always been a problem. It's always, like, detracted. And yet, here's another
0: episode of being, like, meanwhile, three
1: months ago. Yeah, and so in this case, it feels like one of their many, like, rebuttals to the audience, where instead of being, like, we hear you guys, you know, time jumps haven't historically worked for us, and for once, we're going to go with our strengths and not do time jumps. (laughs) Um, they have done, God knows how many time jumps this season, which is just ridiculous. Um, and so in now to, um, balance that out, they've done a time jump and then they've done a time jump backwards. But like, the thing is, it, it's just like, why? Like, like we talked about before we don't learn anything new about like nothing pushes the characters forward really except for being like wait who is echo like on the other side or not i don't know and like hope is still aggravated like she was before (laughs) um and so it's just when you when you think about it all of it was just like exposition that they could have just taken care of really quickly because they have been doing that all season um, and so yeah, like just got in her to like describe everything again and be done with it. <laughs> right? She does it better than anyone else. She kind of um does. and so it just was a bunch of hot air. Anyways, and so the time jump backwards. Not only can they not do time jumps. They, they can also
0: do
1: time what? Huh? Uh, Backlips? The back? They're they're technically better at flashbacks on the show. They have had flashbacks that have worked really nicely. Um this is not one of them. Okay. Um, I'd like to get into, if it's
0: okay, I, to get into some of Shaheen's notes, because he actually, like, has some thought-provoking things as I am, as I am, like, actually looking through this. Um, we, we got to see, so in one of our flashbacks, we got to see that the Bardoans uh, grow all of their people in a lap, which... I think I've went on this rant on the show before where (laughs) egg laying makes way more sense. But fine, if you're going to grow, like, babies in, like, tubes or whatever. And then, I don't know, maybe implant them to birth. Or maybe they get birthed out of the tube and then hosed off and, I don't know, chucked somewhere. I don't know how this works. Um, But Sheehan, you actually have an interesting note uh, here about the family um, unit that I feel like. Yeah,
2: so, I mean, one of the things they... I mean, there was a scene where, um, Levitt said, why don't we just show them our way of life? Um, and as the, you know, like it sounded like you were saying, if we just show them our way of life, they'll, uh, that will automatically convert them. You know, like they'll see how great it is. And Anders said, I'll think about it, but probably not. And I don't think that they ever did. I don't think Anders ever showed them their way of life all that they showed that like as a compromise i guess um he showed them a uh, like their incubation chambers or whatever (laughs) this is (laughs) our way of life we
0: grow babies in tubes (laughs) (laughs) yeah
2: they're just 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 gestation chambers um and 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 it was but but anyway it was also alluded to several times like anders mentioned on various occasions that what they do is they don't have families either it's not just that the babies grow in tubes they also don't have families in general what they have is everyone takes care of everyone Mm -hmm. um and so it's not a bad idea yeah so like the idea is that when you're born you will just um be taken care of by a collective of people and um then you know you go through education you'll be taught a standard curriculum um and then then you'll be released into society to do whatever you want um and you'll have you know friends and people that you love from when you grew up um and you know everything but there's no such thing as like family family uh and you know i have a friend who is very much for this idea, and it always scares me when he describes it, but, um, but he makes some interesting arguments, because, I mean, there are so many ways in which the nuclear family is just a failure, um, it was like an experiment that failed, and we're still, still kind of pretending that he didn't, because, like, um, so it used to be that people would grow up in multi-generational multi-generational households and you know they would be cared for by a variety of people they would have parents and um grandparents and aunts and uncles and you know nieces and nephews mm-hmm. and uh, cousins and whatever everyone living together um and 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 there there's several advantages to that first of all you don't get screwed up, traumatized by some fucked up parent um, because you have all these other people around you.
1: Unless your you uncle touches use. you.
0: I mean, well, yes.
2: <laughs> well, my point is like <laughs> your your parents like have ex- in a nuclear family. Your parents have exclusive control over your education, over what you learn, over what you think reality is and and everything and they can, and, and over your psychological health and, you know, if they fuck it up, which they're more likely than not to do, um, you will just be permanently damaged either, you know, in your education, you just be taught some bullshit that you can't get over or whatever, uh, or you'll be, you know, fucked up psychologically (laughs) or something, Um, and, you know, it's, uh, on the other hand, if you have like all these people having their input into your upbringing, then, you know, there's like each individual has less of a, um, less of an effect, a smaller effect on uh, as a whole, you know, Mm -hmm. and your parents in particular become less relevant. And so you don't have all these random fluctuations of, who grew up in what family, like if there's something, um, in that society, it will be spread, you know, to everyone pretty much. Um, and you know, anyway, so that's like from an educational standpoint, (laughs) if you just think about like, um, I mean, so what they show us on Bardo is like, it feels like brainwashing right like it's propaganda, and they're they're just like idolizing this dude um you know as as if as a god or whatever so when you have central education, you always have this danger mm-hmm. of that happening um on the other hand when you have like when you leave the education to the family you you have the danger of just like whatever. You know, mistaken view of reality that parents want to impart in their children will get imparted in them in a random unpredictable way. Um, <laughs> it's not exactly great.
0: do we um, do we think yeah. that okay, so like do we think that bardoans are are desexualized? Do we think that like, they, you know, because, like, it's all about, you know, controlling your emotions and stuff like that, but, like, obviously, you know, you still, as a human person, go through puberty and stuff, and, you know, even in The Giver or whatever, like, they try to suppress that stuff by, like, giving people pills, but even then, they had a nuclear family, but I don't think that they ever had sex kind of a thing. Like, do we think that Bardoans pair off, or that they, you know, not necessarily to reproduce, obviously, but, like, just, like, for, you know some sort of comfort? Do we think that they're polyamorous? Like what
1: I think they they are completely nothing that can potentially tie them to someone else because even if it's like even if it's just like casual sex, like there's still oxytocin yeah. that gets released. So you still like build bonds with people, um, even if it's not the same as like a monogamous relationship. So I think that they would want to avoid that by all costs. And it's like, like you said, like the giver, people get assigned a baby. It's not their baby. You know, they have the birthers for that. So there is like a level of separation um, with everything is like an assignment, even though not to discount like foster parents and like adoptive parents, like those are people who choose to be the parents and that's beautiful. And this is more that they get assigned to it. So it's like it creates. So level you're separation. allowed to fuck
0: someone once, and that's it, or they don't have any <laughs> kind of sexual stuff at all. Nothing at all, really.
1: Yes. I mean, it
2: seemed like when uh, what's his name?
1: Levitt.
2: Levitt, not was, Bellamy. Um, not Bellamy. had sex with um, Octavia. He. Uh, it didn't seem like he was like, oh my god, what is this? You know what is happening um it was it's, it seemed like it's something they're not supposed to do but he it, he so yeah i think i don't know it, i don't know if they i'm pretty sure they're never going to address this but <laughs> i <laughs> i don't think they intend for us to think that like they never have sex it's just that like you don't have partners they're not monogamous you can't.
0: I mean,
1: th- I think there's no such person. thing as
2: like any guness As you just don't have partners, like you live and you can have sex or whatever. But he, there's no partner. There's no family. There's no nothing like
0: that. I mean, there is there is, to your to your earlier point, Shaheen. Like there are definitely like advantages to sort of you know communal child rearing and whatnot because like babies mm-hmm. take up a lot of goddamn time. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. you know if you. And I'm sure that you would enjoy this factoid, Bubs, if you don't already know it. But like with with regards to primates, you can actually um, sort of determine whether or not a primate species is supposed to be monogamous or, um, you know, fucks around a lot based on testicle size. Uh, I didn't know that. You did? Yes. Yes, of course you did. Um, for, for listeners who don't know, um, people humans are actually somewhere in the middle of like chimpanzees who fuck a lot, in which case they have large testicles. Um, God and gorillas who have proportionally much, much smaller, um, because you know there is an alpha gorilla, and that's it. That, he's the only one there is no there is no one to compete with. Um, so yeah, um, so it's not a free market. Yeah, exactly. It's, it is not. It is. it is a monopoly um antitrust? I don't know. Anyway. Um, so like, you know, their system, the Bardoan system of like whatever kind of makes sense. Um, but in in practice that we kind of see it, they're kind of not very good at their jobs. Like they've been here for, you know, a couple hundred years and like you know they bring in these recruits to fight with our warrior ladies, and like they did a horrible job, and like presumably it's not their first time fighting, but like all of them got their asses handed to them, and so I'm just kinda <laughs> like, you guys have a system, and no one questions it, but it doesn't seem like it's very good.
1: <laughs> that was another yeah. thing that it just felt like inconsistent that like remember when um what's his face that they like dispassionately left behind um De- Not Dev. Dev died. Um, Orlando. Orlando. Um, How he just kicked the shit out of Echo with, like, no effort. Um, you think they'd at least put up enough of a fight. And then there could have been, like, a moment of being like, oh, we're almost even-handed. And then, you know, the people we know better win. But yeah. it was just like, yeah, I was like, okay. So they kicked their ass. Was this their what first day? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Seems kind of mean to put them up against, this is kind of like, so the very, very years ago before I actually got back into it, um, there was uh, my very, very first jujitsu class that I ever went to. It was all levels, which was a first mistake. And like at the very end of class, they arranged everyone from smallest to largest and you would have to like, the two smallest people would like have a wrestle, and whoever won that would get to fight the next larger person and so on and so on. So I was second largest person, or second smallest person, the smallest person, um, actually uh a black belt. Um, mm-hmm. her whole family did judo and jujitsu and all this sort of stuff. And like, you know, like I got choked the fuck out within 15 seconds to to <laughs> no one's surprise. And like, that's not a very great way to sort of introduce people to sort of, you know, a sport of being like, it's your first day. <laughs> get ready to die oh my God. and that's totally like what it felt like watching these people like being like you know these are these are your buddies that are going to be your buddies that are actually not your buddies because you know we don't have the budget to afford all these extras so you won't see them again in the episode um but that like they just got like destroyed like it it wasn't even close yeah how are they supposed to win this war <laughs> Actually, to that point, let's talk about Clark and the key. What do we think the key is? Is Clark the key? What's going on? So I think we've established it is the chip.
2: Yeah, the key is the flame.
0: The flame. Which they, I guess, don't know that she doesn't have. No, but they should know it because they have Octavia. It's
2: been destroyed. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, so, like, Levitt... So, Octavia said, like, you've seen me at my worst, but, like, he didn't see, he luckily, unlike all of us, has not seen season five. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't, like, sh- he hasn't seen her at her worst. <laughs> Wait, how has that, he not or seen, he's how has he not them. seen Blood Reina? He only watched season four.
0: Oh, that we saw him watch No, wait,
1: no, season three. He only saw season three. Because he didn't see Clark losing the... Because Octavia was in the room when it was taken out. Unless she just wasn't paying enough attention, which is possible. She was too busy, like,
0: getting ready to stab Pike, I guess.
1: Pike, yeah. (laughs) Piking Pike. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but so it is the flame, which just keeps me thinking, because what was that line that they said? I think I wrote it down. Um,
2: Gabriel said the... The line that confirmed that it was the flame? What are you saying?
1: No, I mean, in this up. Oh, no, but... There, I Yeah, no, I agree with you. I can't remember what the line was, but it is like they can... Yeah, I think it was Gabriel, you're right, that confirmed that the flame yeah. is the key. Um, right. Because Clark played along, remember? Um, right. But so the whole... When, what's his face? Anders says, so the last war for giants was the war um that killed them all. This is paraphrasing. Sorry, it's not a quote. Um, mm-hmm. The last war for the giants is the war that killed them all. So the last war for humans is the one that's going to kill them all? Like, that doesn't make sense. So again, it's like alley 3.0. Like, that's all we're headed towards. So they're going to kill themselves with that Gen 9 substance that they harvested for some god knows reason. Um. Hmm. That's like, and so it just makes me think that's gonna be like some Heaven's Gate situation all over again, which, if you're too young to know what Heaven's Gate is, it's when What's a bunch Heaven's of weirdos Gate? put on Nikes and drank some Kool-Aid oh, that was poisoned. some Kool-Aid shit. Got it. And died because they were trying to get on a ship to some planet. Which, relevant.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, okay.
2: So, I was wondering.
1: Yeah. What's up?
2: Can I ask? Um, so if, assuming it's not stupid and it's not brainwashing and it's like, actual, I mean, there was like pictures of atoms. Did you see like that it said like atoms and stuff like that on the wall Mm -hmm. in the classroom. Um, so like, let's say, you know, take out the stupid stuff and the shepherd climbed the mountains and whatever. Um, and let's say it's just like rigorous, good, rigorous education um and everything and you're all taken care of um would you want to live in that kind of society oh yeah Where there's no family
1: oh. no no family mm. is there
0: internet <laughs> <laughs> yeah Oh then yeah I mean that's fine
1: Do I get a suite like Octavia's?
0: Right like do I get an N suite? I'm very pea shy So like this is actually quite important I to mean, me I mean
1: wearing pajamas all the time And like I've gotten used to the Like I thing. don't already
0: <laughs> I've been working from home for 10 years and All of you other quarantine motherfuckers Are tourists You're PJ profesh <laughs> Exactly <laughs> Oh my god What about you Shane? Would you Would you live in Science kool-aid
2: land so this good um i i mean i'm you know you guys know me i'm not like huge about family yeah. mm-hmm. per se um but i am extremely s- skeptical of these sorts of centralized plans and they i mean the problem with these sorts of plans is that you might be able to get them to work and stabilize around a nice equilibrium for a little while, but they're unstable as soon as they get disrupted or some asshole gets in charge. Right, it's like communism.
0: It, it seems great on paper and then you have to remember that people
1: are awful. Right. Somebody fucks it up, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, they it will just be it would just go off rail and then because it's so centralized and you don't you can't get your control back so easily. Um so now it's just, you know, yeah um so that that's i'm very apprehensive of it um but uh like it's so it's a little hard like if the question is assume that it kept working like clockwork and like you never got corrupted and whatever um then yeah i mean i i definitely understand why it's frustrating to see that like you have to leave um Things you have to leave the upbringing of a person, including their education, their psychological growth, and whatever, to some random forces of you know, like just generations after generations of messed upness passed down Mm -hmm. that like each parent does to their children, and it just keeps going like that. And if you could just like take these children and raise them in a nice and loving environment. Um, like we know, f- for example, um, you know, rates of depression and all sorts of mental illnesses have gone way up in modern times, despite, <clears throat> you know, undeniable gains in standards of living, you know, there are different theories for why, We're all just bored. but what, well, yeah, I mean, you know, I think like we need some, some, uh, excitement and like some problems or whatever, but it, it, it could also be... I mean, one explanation is because of the nuclear family. The nuclear family has become so much more common in the past, you know, couple of centuries. And parents
0: are the worst. And,
2: and parents are the worst, yeah. And so when you don't have other... The corrective force of the, the, the extended family, they'll just... There will be more messed up people around. You know, my impulse <laughs> um, was to
1: say that that was like, oh, that's crazy. Of course not. But no, like... I think that's really interesting, actually. Like, that's really thought-provoking. <laughs> because, yeah, you have – when you when you have more family members contributing, you have more variety in approach and ways of thinking. And I think that yeah. there's more instances of finding someone who thinks like you and you're able to mm-hmm. be mentored under that or whatever. I don't know. Mm-hmm
2: or that knows how to comfort you or whatever mm-hmm. you know or that you can relate to yeah and i mean like if um like even in a family like a nuclear family we know that having two parents is much much better than having one in terms of like outcomes and psychological health and and just like having that.
1: money and time Statistics, yeah, but all you one-parent households out right. there, keep fighting the good fight, Killing and it. if you are Killing a child it. in it, yes. I'm sure that your mother or father was amazing. Yeah. Or if they weren't, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, so, anyway, it's I, 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 some, I wonder why that is, and sometimes I think, um, well, I mean, apart from, of course, you know, the financial strain and time and all of that, that you mentioned, I think it's also because... You need at least two, um, more is probably better, people to play different roles. Like, sometimes one is going to be the disciplinarian, and the other one has to be, you know, comforting. Uh, Wait, without, so, like, so all of
0: the, the Bardo and, like you know, par- parental figures like every week they just draw out of a hat who's going to be good cop and bad cop and like, <laughs> and, like just all of that and they, like it just confuses the shit out of the kids every week because they are just being gaslit constantly. Yeah, oh it works. <laughs> like everyone is that uncle who you cannot trust, not in a creepy way but in a like, just completely bullshits you the entire time and you're seven years old and you have no idea. If, if, if like, If you pull on someone's finger, if that just makes them fart, you don't know because, like, you know, (laughs) Uncle Rick has just been showing you this every time and he just tells you lies.
1: And and you think that's an appropriate joke to show somebody at school. Yes. And that is the end of you having friends. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Like, I mean, I could see advantages to your system, Shaheen, where it is collective living and all they do is fuck with the children. um, But it didn't seem that way. It seemed a little too right. like weird and wholesome and cool, lady.
2: Yeah, the thing is, that's again the hundred is like it's always like um gonna be terrible. Like, it's always gonna be like, oh, this is that. <laughs> this is the tagline.
0: The hundred. It's always gonna be. This terrible. is the
2: corrupt. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna see the corrupt version. You're not gonna see the good version. But it's an interesting idea.
1: Yeah, At the I same mean, same yeah. love it's like super wholesome and like cheerful and.
0: He's cute. Yeah, like, Levitt can
1: get it. Good for him. Yeah, but like
0: but I think... mean,
2: everyone we've met from Bardo has been kind of nice, and it's, they seem Minus well Anders. adjusted. And yeah, they don't seem like, horribly apart from homeschooled. The, the bees with the helmets. You know, the oh. other ones kind of, are kind of chill, and they seem like yeah, seem like they were loved, and mm-hmm. I don't know, like the guy was collecting flowers,
1: right? For I no feel reason. like. <laughs>
0: I, I think that this, like, gets to your point, Shaheen, of, like, liking a lot of the Bardo stuff in terms of, like, the potential of what it could have been. And, right. like, yeah, I want more of Bardo day-to-day life, um, but sort of yeah. this flashback and the way that it was done and sort of the length of it, like, because I would have been fine right. with a full episode of it. Like, maybe we didn't need two super long penance flashback episodes or whatever but yeah. like you know Garden. we could have we could have spent some time on bardo and kind of gotten a day in the life um and sort of yeah. like had that wrap up um or been earlier this season or maybe again introduced some of that stuff last season as like a like what the fuck what is that you know um mm. i you know i i, I yeah yes it's it fucking been city really of light
2: cool. all over again it's like dude sh- i want to see inside of it otherwise it's just the name
0: <laughs> exactly mm-hmm. um, all right do you guys mind if i move us along do you have anything else on? um
2: anything? along how from far bardo how long are we going to move
0: well we can we can still talk a little bit about bardo if anyone has anything that they would like to to talk about, I feel like we haven't done too much of the confront or the um, character work and stuff. Like, I feel like we should probably talk about Hope and Echo, like as that confrontation. Oh, which right. We, I it's totally read that. Like, if Echo and Bellamy hadn't been a thing, like that was totally like some weird like chemistry but, like, spat. Are thing.
1: Echo and Bellamy a thing? Because well, it's I mean like, that's
0: a, that's a fair question at this point. Because I does mean, Bellamy a- exists. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, don't know. apart
1: from the fact that like she's she went psycho over the fact that he's missing. Um, their relationship was never really shown on screen, except for one really disgusting sex scene. <laughs> um, for fuck's sake! So, yeah, I mean, it's oh wow, this tequila is really hitting me. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: um, I- hi, hey, Shadine, a- how about about the partial partiality and impartiality in symmetric and asymmetric situations? <laughs> Let's just give Bub's give, give Bub's a rest here for um. a sec.
2: Yeah, i okay, wonder Bubs? if I should talk about that or the Play-Doh stuff. Or yeah. Yeah,
0: pick something smart, um, um so that like we can wrap up Bardo and it, you know, people still okay. feel like they got something out of this instead of me yeah. yelling and Bubs clinking. I her think glass. they like our salt. Do they? Mm-hmm. <gasps> That's the what salt I've heard. of the rim salt. of your tequila glass. <laughs>
1: Yummy. <Yenny. laughs>
2: I mean, as one thing I was going to say, uh, picking up on your uh, cue about character work, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I so I mentioned this in my overall take. I, so, forgiving all of the stuff that legitimate, you know, qualms that you guys have with where are the main characters and everything, just putting all of that in a box of some shit went down, weird stuff happened behind the scenes... And just kind of do all of that together. So, like, the fact that Raven is in there and 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 everyone else is in there, is, I'm just going to put all that in the same jar of some weird shit happen. Um, and so now we're stuck with these. And that explains also weird things that, you know, they probably had to sh- shoot again and everything. And also we're now stuck with these other characters. There's
0: a lot of caveats that we're going into this with Shaheen.
2: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um. And yeah, it's it's. Um. I could have really liked the whole idea of like, here's how you get some people who were raised in a obviously um, partial culture, like a culture that teaches you to be partial, right? A culture that that tells you you the most important thing in life is love that you form personal bonds with certain people that wait you're not talking about bardoans
0: you're talking about right i'm talking about
2: on got it like us um right you're (laughs) you're raised in, in this culture you're told that personal love is the most important thing, whether it's you know between parents and children or between two adults or whatever, and that this is to, that's the goal is to seek that and find it and then be happy forever, and that you're supposed to prefer those people to everyone else. You're supposed to, when push comes to shove, um, give more weight to to those people's lives and well being than other people uh that's something that you're at least forgiven for if not expected to do um and so um now you know you can think think of it in a symmetric situation where like okay let's say you have a trolley and there're one person on each track it's not one versus five it's just one person on each track but one of them is your mom or your partner or something um it And so, you would probably switch it to kill the the person who's not a loved one. And you, either way, you could reason that, well, either way, I would have killed one person. Um, So, like, from a consequential standpoint, it wouldn't have really mattered. But I had this personal bond with this person, and uh, so I saved them. And that, I wonder, I don't know, you guys, do you guys think that's okay, morally?
0: To like choose, the the personal bond. Yeah. Ver, like, is this a tro- when it's is-
2: symmetric? Like, there's just one person either way.
0: No. So a trolley problem of sorts. Yeah, um, a
2: trolley problem where there's like one person on each track.
1: Yeah, and you got it, and you know one. And of one them. of
2: them is someone you love. I mean, and the other person is a stranger.
1: Yes and no. It's like you're playing God. You choose to play God or not, and. <laughs> The th- it's, i mean do i know anything so you're
2: put in this position where you have to decide who lives and dies
1: i think that
2: that's out of your hands now
1: i think do i would just choose the person rent. i was close to and give do the we- other family all the money that i have <laughs>
0: Do I know anything (laughs) about the other person? Because, like, you know, depending on who the person that I love is versus the person, like, if they're like, hi, would you like to save, you know, your childhood best friend that you remember? Or the person who in three months is going to cure cancer? And you're like, fuck. (laughs) I'm going to go with, you know, the cancer person that I don't know very well because, you know, Sorry, Jesse. Like, you know, it's...
2: What if it's... Even if it's your mom?
0: I mean, my mom's not going to cure cancer. And she's fucking old. If, like, if, I feel if, like knowing my mom, she would want that anyway. Like, she would yeah. want the the greater good. Um, and yeah. I think if it were cool. me on so, the yeah. tracks, I would want the greater good. Like, all things being
1: equal, yeah. fine.
0: Save me. But, like, if the other person is clearly the better, the better oh. one to bet on, like... Just, you know, run me over. It's fine. Fair.
1: No, that's that's fair. If it's, like, someone who's going to better humanity and all these other things, then I I agree with that as hard and terrible as I feel afterwards. But if we don't know Is that. Is
2: that okay to decide who's a better human? Like, you, sure. you have, like, your own metrics? I, mean, I think that
1: there, if, there yes are some no. objective. Yes and no. <laughs> um, yeah, it, exactly, Joe. Like, it's. There's some things that are objective, like people, like the guy who um, genetically engineered wheat and saved, oh, yeah, like, guy. millions of lives. Billions that guy with B. Yes. That guy gets to live, you know? Um, if but, but I can see, like, the whole argument here because when it's not us deciding, so say someone says, he is our religious leader. He needs to live. <laughs> and you're like... He yeah. he has a junior's associate degree from like Community College of Nevada. <laughs> no.
2: Yeah, I mean, you <laughs> think decides? science is the most important thing? Someone else might say, "Save the philosopher." So, um, I think you're the only the one most. who would
0: say that, and maybe maybe <laughs> your maybe your fiance would say that. But other than that, no, I don't. I don't.
2: Someone might say, "Save I the th- artist." Th- I think it's that's what we very or whatever, niche. right?
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, there are people who would be like, oh, the world isn't anything without art. Mm. I mean, fine. To your, to your question, I think... To your question, I don't think that there is a moral judgment that you can place on how someone chooses. I think that both, however you do choose, is valid.
2: Like, understandable, is it it, yes. right? yes. Right, and so, now, what if... What if it's not one person versus one person? what if it's a person you love on the track and a bunch of other people like a hundred people on the other track and they're just a bunch of random people they're not scientists or whatever it is that you value but there's a lot of them um would there is there like a threshold at a number at which after which you'd be like, well, if it's my mom versus like Ten million people, then, no. But nine hundred, you know, <laughs> nine million, nine hundred thousand nine hundred ninety nine. That's fine. Um. Or how do you like? Because on Bardo, it's like you want to save a handful of people versus everyone on Bardo, right? And it's not just that a personal bond. There's also the calculus of there's a lot of people on the other track. Um that, you know Yeah, so I don't know, like the personal bond could just act like a weight, right? You give more weight to that person, but it's not gonna be infinite, right?
0: No. I I I I feel like we, we are going to go down a rabbit hole in this and not find an actual answer, but I would just like to direct us back to the fact that all of them killed hope in their simulation. Yeah. That it was all yeah. that they killed. Not that, I mean, I'm trying to think.
2: That was interesting, yeah.
0: Like, it It almost would have made more sense if
1: Octavia had had to kill Dioza or something. Right? Or, I mean, Echo only spent five years with her and they haven't made it seem like they're that close. Yeah, it's- Although I, I want I, them to, like, get together, sure. But, like- I mean, Duh. They haven't I just, really done anything with that.
0: I just kind of loved that they all had to kill Hope, and then Hope ended up being the biggest loser. and All of yeah, them were no. the audience.
1: And no, I, <laughs> I think Hope's interesting. I'm just. I can't appreciate her with all the screen time that's getting sucked in, and there aren't the characters I care about.
0: Do we think that, that Echo is faking it? That Echo is doing a long con? um no yes and no we have we have we have disagreements so
2: we don't we love that
0: all right bubs you go first and then shaheen will make his case and then i'll decide who's right
1: so i think jason loves echo more than lots of things um and i just i can't see him sacrifice quote-unquote sacrificing the character so, I think they're gonna make her like this shifty spy who did this whole thing, and she, this is her revenge. Like, she said she's planning a revenge, you know? Like, so did that just like disappear? Um, I think it's just they're playing off of the whole when she went undercover as Echo and never came out of it. Um,. And that's this. Um, so I think they'll get give her her redemption. If her redemption is also tied to them finding Bellamy and Bellamy being like, I fixed you. I don't know how gross that will be. Because it's like, she's, I mean, I've already talked about this. Echo is a sexist nightmare. Um, but that would just like take it to the next level.
0: So Echo is faking it but the resolution will likely not be satisfying.
1: Oh, of course not. Okay. Unless she dies. (laughs) Oh, for fuck's sake. Shaheen,
0: (laughs) why is Echo not faking it?
2: So, yeah, I I don't actually know what I really think about Echo, whether she's faking it or not, but I have thoughts thoughts that relate to what I was talking about before, before I sidetracked myself by talking about the trolley problem. Um, Because what I was trying to say was, um, I would love it if this was a sequence of, here's how you take someone who was raised in a society um, where people would understand it if you switch the track with a hundred people on the other track uh, and your mom on the one track. People would at least understand it, if not think that it's justified, they would at least understand why you did that and maybe give you a pass. So, you know, and like I said, love is emphasized so much and it's it's the most important thing in life. Here's how you take someone who is raised in that society and teach them how to be uh, completely impartial and not care about any personal bonds at all. And here is like it involves a little bit of like psychological manipulation. It involves a little bit of uh, persuasion and and various things and you let them struggle with it and whatever. And there are some good germs of that throughout this episode um, where, you know, you'd see them argue with each other and, you know, uh, like Octavia being like, you have to fight your anger and whatever. And it's like, wait, are you, you really sounding like them, you know? And, and it's like, yeah, but I mean, is that really a bad thing? What they're saying, you know, Um, isn't it better to just be completely objective and not care about, you know? Personal selfish stuff or whatever, you know, so like let them struggle with it, let them debate it out, let them argue about it, and uh, all those, you know, experiments that they do on them. And like you, you, um, you won, you failed, whatever you passed, you failed, right? All of that, you know, conditioning, giving reward and punishment, all of that is, you know, can culminate in someone eventually being, I mean, this is how you brainwash someone. So I would really love it if. You could like have like a nice convincing sequence like that that would show you um, how you can convert someone, but it's all kind of muddled by the fact that they're constantly under threat of being deported to left penance alone and to die, die there.
0: Yeah, like I feel like that's a pretty <laughs> yeah pretty like compelling reason because like. Yeah, dying alone, spending the next, you know, 40 years of your life by yourself, slowly going crazy, like Orlando to a degree. Like, that's not appealing. Like,
1: you're definitely going to try to
0: avoid that.
1: Yeah, also, yeah. So. it's not realistic that anyone survives that long. By themselves? By themselves. <laughs>
0: I mean, I've, I think I've already made an Island of the Blue Dolphins joke, so I don't know what the other joke that I could make <laughs> oh, would be. I love that one. <laughs> I don't know, it's a good book. Um, sorry, go ahead, <laughs> Um,
2: What was I saying? Yeah, it's, just, it's all muddled by the fact that uh, they were under threat. And, I mean, there's, you know, literature on how people react when they think that they're stuck with something versus when they think that they chose it. And also like, you know, literature on cognitive dissonance where, you know, they talk about like if you offer someone a small reward, um, they will like the task more. People who accept it will like it more than people who are offered a larger reward um, because the people who are accepted for a smaller reward, they want to convince themselves that they they like it. And they didn't just do it for that small reward. Um,
0: I had no idea
2: where, yeah, this is like one of the classic uh, like types of studies in the cognitive dissonance literature. Um, And, and so like, and and if, if the person thinks that they, they're doing this for a really good reason, they're not actually going to be convinced. They're not going to be, they're not going to convince themselves that they believe it but if if it was actually something that they felt like um the 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 stakes were small and yet they chose to go through with the training they would be much more likely to feel like they they actually liked it and they actually believed it um so anyway um i thought that was kind of a, a ruiner um otherwise i would have you know i would have enjoyed the the story and the idea I, I i understand everything you guys are saying about characters in the
0: yeah movie. i mean i i think it it's, yeah i think to your point like yeah the threat of of dying alone on penance is enough to make us go all right did they really buy into it because like fuck yeah i'll, I'll say whatever you want to not you know torture me basically um yeah so yeah it's kind of seeing seeing the stories that i think that they wanted to tell this season the brainwashing of our warrior ladies could have been super interesting um especially yeah. if they want us to believe that they have bought into it um but as it is yeah. with the threat of penance it, you know it makes it so that like we're kind of like not 100 percent on board um but yeah it could have been yeah. it could have been an interesting thing because you know we we got to see a tiny bit of it with Orlando um if if we mm-hmm. if we take Orlando at face value and think that he did like them and wasn't a plant there you know there is there are theories Mm. floating out there that Orlando was a plant on on Penance Mm -hmm. you know to to get them but if we're saying that okay you know Orlando was just some crazy guy who then like was like cool like maybe I'll be friends with these people like that was kind of a good story for them to tell in terms of you know in you know be getting believing you know and getting to know your captors or whatever um anyway Mm -hmm. do we have anything else that we want to talk about uh in
1: the bardo flashback before i move us along oh i had one tiny comment about um i like how bardo is all focused on this up and coming like super important last war but their CEO is taking the time to train, like, these random bitches. <laughs>
0: right? Where you're kind of <laughs> like,
1: are you more important than this, sir? <laughs> <laughs> sir. <It's> just,
0: uh, <laughs> sir. Um, what about you, Shaheen? Anything else?
2: Um, I was going to say, to bring it back to Echo, um, mm-hmm. I so, in conclusion of all my rant, <laughs> is I would, <laughs> I would like it if she wasn't faking it. I would like it if she was actually convinced. If you know, it hadn't been ruined for me, so I I kind of have like a I don't know mixed feelings about it. On the one hand, I feel like yeah, maybe I I, I you know this was that brainwashing sequence that I was hoping for, um, and on the other hand, it wasn't. So I don't know. Mm. Okay. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was more like I wish. That it was a situation where she was actually convinced. Not that I think that's the case. I don't know if that's the case.
1: No, then we're on the same page. I think that would be at least interesting.
2: Yeah.
0: All right. (laughs) Our final thoughts on the Bardo flashback? It would have been interesting. It would have been interesting.
2: Sorry, I was going to say, like, the, the culture that Echo grew up in was similar
0: yeah, no, it totally yeah. was. Yeah, yeah. It
2: was similar to Bardo. And, and she commented on it a little bit. She was like, well, they have it better than I did. Which kind of made me think like, yeah, you were also brainwashed. It was just in a harsher mm-hmm. environment. Colder and not less nice chairs. <laughs> so she, And like very militaristic and disciplinary. And so she gets it. And so I, w- I could see why she would feel at home in that. But I don't know if they're going to give the, that sort of character growth to. Well, okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's uh, let's talk about Bardo in the present. Wait, there wasn't any. Um, so I guess we can move along to Sanctum.
2: Woo! I have Anders eat uh, cereal. Right.
0: Yeah, Anders ate some cereal. That was okay. I
2: I yeah. imagine that's what he's doing in the present time. So.
0: <laughs> bit, of, bit of kashi Yolin. he looks like someone who would eat like shredded wheat you know and like without any sugar or anything he'd be like yeah you know just the taste yeah. of cardboard makes me stronger um all right let's talk about sanctum where nikki took over and it didn't go well and then shade hedda ended up winning and i'm yeah. I, I I think I think I don't even need to like get into my main points. Uh, my first bullet really says it all, which is I have nothing to say. I am so fucking mad that they passed Indra the idiot ball. Like that is my summary of this of this of this section. Um, and then I have a little bit to rant about in terms of um shade head up. But what about you guys? What were your thoughts on the sanctum storyline that will not fucking end? Like. <sighs> Oh my god, this is like super meta, because the Primes lived forever, basically. Like, they just kept getting <laughs> reincarnated, and we are stuck in this fucking loop of this storyline that like will story not line. end. This is how the show is going to end. It's going to end on Sanctum.
1: That's it. It's. I mean, sling, Sanctum is going to be the sleeping storyline. Uh,
2: okay. So I So, mean, speaking of Indra... <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry, I was saying, was she an idiot? Was it really that idiotic? Because she didn't know that uh, Shihada had the key to the handcuffs. That weird, that stupid, like u- ultra Kool Aid chick. You know the, you know the, <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. Yes. The. Yes.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. The. <laughs> They're like Kool Aid to the, the power. Yes. Lady. Yeah. She she gave him the hand, the key to the handcuffs. And uh, Andrew was is thinking, Great, he's in handcuffs, they're gonna murder him everyone. Right, wins.
0: W- the the number one rule with a villain is that you gotta make sure that they fucking die. Like, to just like close the door. First of all, she knew how like difficult it was to get one crew on her side because they were like about to riot because, you know, they lied about about Maddie not having the flame anymore and them not having having a real a real um commander. And so she knew it was precarious, and instead she's like well, I'm sure it's fine. Let's just close the door. Don't open it. And then, you know, we get to the end of, again, where I am super enraged of like one crew being like, oh, well, fuck, he speaks trig. I guess we better, I guess we better kneel because, you know, we can't just fuck <laughs> this dude up. We gotta cling to, cling to these religions that we occasionally are like no 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 we're not doing that anymore like fuck it we're one crew and then be like well actually the commander thing does make a lot of sense still hundreds of years in the future and bajillions of miles away so i guess we're gonna like follow this suit again so it was just like giving indra the idiot ball knowing and she knows that her people are, are are not super bright and good critical thinkers. They are absolutely not. And then she's like, just lock the door. It'll be fine. I'm sure we'll open it again. Everyone will be dead. Perfect. So I'm just
1: kind of like, Indra knows better. She knows better also because clearly he had some kind of help to facilitate everything until now. Like, she's not stupid. She can see that like, and she knows about him. So she can see that like things are falling in place in a way that's not natural. <laughs> so the fact that she thinks that like one simple locking up with a bunch of crazy people, people. who only know how to burn people and they don't have any gasoline <laughs> like <laughs> what are they going to do? Like beat like slap him to death, you know, pull his hair? Oh, okay. yeah it's like <laughs> and,
0: and
2: yeah, she could have just been like okay you guys i get it you're mad i'm mad at him too we're just gonna kill right? him
0: right like just fucking kill him like they're Seriously. indra is in control why is she giving two shits about these people like they have proved time and time again i'm speaking about the faithful now time and time again that they just they just do not get a seat at the table. They are not grown-ups. They have not proved that they deserve the responsibility. Meanwhile, they're getting hoodwinked by P.T. Barnum over here. Who the fuck decided to tell to 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 tell JR to like like Shade Hedda in season six was like creepy and like e and like we were like, why is he doing this? Why is he in Maddie's head and he's me? He's like very like I described him as like mustache twirling villain back in the day but like that was even too theatrical for how he really was. Like he was just kind of like gross and creepy and 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 you know ghost-like or whatever. You know, we're we're supposed to be kind of afraid of him. And then whoever is sort of the last few episodes directing JR to be possessed Shade Hedda. He's like over the top theatrical and like that in and of itself is out of character for Shade Hedda from what little we have seen of him. Like he's no longer like a villain, he's like he's like a monologuing villain. It makes no sense. Like when I, I just it broke Christ. my brain. Like this is this is my least favorite episode of the hundred ever seriously
1: and like i guess like i appreciated the whole murphy and maury struggle of loving each other but like you know guess what we saw this scene in season four like it's not new they're still in the same place except for now maury's pregnant it just hasn't been announced yet like (laughs) wait you think of maury's pregnant Yes.
0: We talked why, about, oh, why? were you
1: not here when we talked about no, that. No,
0: wait, when, was this on a podcast that I wasn't on? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> you know, I don't listen to us, so. That or you hmm. smoke
1: too much. Um, Both can be probably true. <laughs> so there was a, an episode where Nikki, um, oh, right before the party, where Amori was getting everything ready, and she ran into Nikki when she was going to talk to Lee because she was trying to convince Lee to go you know, meet his parents who she found. Oh, no, I remember this episode. Yeah, yeah. So there's a moment where Nikki goes, well, aren't you glowing? And her eyes, like, fall to her stomach, to Amori's <gasps> stomach. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. And so so for me, I'm like, Amori's pregnant. Um, so apart from that, that's going to be the only new development for them. Like, they're in the same place they've been for the last, like, three seasons. And... That's all the character work we're (laughs) getting. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, again, everyone, uh, I mean, and again, like, if the direction was to be, like, a fucking showman, Jr. did a great job. It's just not the fucking show that we've been watching. And so, like, everyone does a good job, but I'm just kind of like, (sighs) did, like, were there no notes between anyone ever that... Are it like it's kind of like each episode is its own bottle episode. It's no what it is. It's like that episode of Bob's Burgers. It was a season <laughs> premiere, and each scene was animated by a different group of animators. Like they 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 did like a fan call, like casting call, basically, except it was for animators. So like you got to see the full episode, and like it had all of the original Bob's Burgers like voices on them, but each one of them like each scene was drawn in a completely different style. And, like, mm-hmm. that was weird enough because some of them were downright frightening, but that that's totally what this season feels like of just being, like, let's not have any consistency in the way that the characters act at all. I mean, this
1: has been true. Um, and, you know, I'm forgiving about this. Like, this is my breaking point. Seriously. Like, I, this is definitely true in season six. Um, mildly true in season five. Definitely true in season four. So this is like a long-standing thing where it's just like, what is the whiplash? Like, I don't know if it's just Jr. really giving his um, writers license to write their episodes, and it not really. You're speaking
0: Jason Rothenberg, not Jr. Bourne, who plays PT
1: Barnum. Oh yeah, 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 no, no, Jort. Got it. Um and yeah, I don't know. I don't know.
2: So sorry. Um, I was wondering, Joe, is so are you saying the um. Shade has acted inconsistently within this season?
0: Yes. I also. mean, he's been ramping up this season. Like, he was definitely a bit more menacing when he first took over Russell's body. Like, it's definitely been a ramp up uh-huh. in terms of, like, sort of this, like, over-the-top, campy villain. Whereas he was not that way when he was Shade Hedda Shade Hedda um, in season six. Um, he was very sort of, like, seething and, like, you know, you know, rubbing his hands together and, you know, downright evil. This dude doesn't feel evil. He just feels like, like a campy villain who likes to see blood. I don't know how to describe it. Like, it's just over the top. Um, (laughs) yeah, way too bad. But anyway, I, I actually wanted to, I was looking at your notes, Shaheen, and I wanted to, um since we have been talking a bit about Raven, um, you have a note about all Nikki wanted was Raven. And I would like you mm-hmm. to talk about this, uh, that's so Raven moment, or lack thereof. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, so... Yes, yeah, speaking of weird things happening... <laughs> <It's> just weird. <laughs> um, you know, again, it all goes in that basket of something weird happened behind the scenes, and that Explains probably this also, which is, I guess Nikki used to make sense in the story, but she doesn't make sense anymore because Raven isn't there. Um, she mm-hmm. has zero motivation, um, and so Apparently she's like,
0: "I want to kill Raven. I want to get back at her." And you're like, "Well, Raven's not here." And you're like, "Oh, well."
2: <laughs> yeah, and like. Yeah, so like I don't know. is it, again. If this was like shot again, edited again, I mean, I, whatever. I think
1: it was just to interrupt really quick it, because there's a moment where um, Murphy is saying, "Well, we can just go," and it looks like they add the because Raven's not here. It, it, it seemed like ADR. You don't see his lips say eh? it was like at the back of
0: him. Mm. So I thought. Yeah, uh, so I, they expected
1: I, Raven to be there, you but know, yeah. Doodle. Yeah, because I, like, I noticed that where I was like, well, that was weird. Like, was Raven maybe not part of this originally? So, but even though it makes sense for her to be I I don't know. But I noticed that. So, going with your theory.
2: Yeah. And so, it's just, um, her role in the story is, her, her link to the story is just more tenuous now. Um, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense why why she would go through the whole effort of this and 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 then you know when they said raven isn't there so what now like shouldn't she just be like okay well then i don't care um what's his name nelson you handle this yourself i'm out of here because i just wanted to kill raven right (laughs) (laughs) i don't know
0: (laughs) yeah it's yeah that's yeah um yeah it, it i i want and i know that we're never gonna get the resolution on this i mean maybe we will for at 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 of three like once the cast if it ever happens and this pandemic is over well enough and like we get the cast drunk enough and they're just like this is what happened but like otherwise like i don't mm-hmm. think that we're gonna get an answer to this is why everything is super fucking weird um Mm -hmm. yeah and you also have a note here why exactly did shade had to kill all the faithful that's also a really good question because they were the only ones who kind of wanted to like help him i guess (laughs)
2: like they could have been i thought when he started saying like what are subjects without the king in need of guidance i thought he was gonna say he was setting up to say like follow me and you know, it would have been weird, but it would have made more sense. Like, I mean, this is kind of you know, <laughs> you guys ever watched Mister Show, Mister Show with Bob and David? I have
0: seen Mister mm-hmm. Show. Um, I I don't recall very much of it. This it's, one David it's Cross. brilliant.
2: Right? The, yeah, yeah. Bob Warren Kirk, um, and David Cross. Bob Warren Kirk is the guy. Saul. Yeah, yeah. he's Saul Goodman, and um, uh, David Cross from. Or said development. Um, anyway, those are usually the places people know them by. They, in the nineties, so this can be our nineties. Hey,
0: thanks. In I the nineties,
2: <laughs> <laughs> they had a um, sketch comedy show called Mister um, Show with Bob and David. Uh, it's really hilarious. Really psychedelic. It's really trippy. It's awesome. Um, and anyway, they <laughs> there's a scene where there's this guy. Who's like downsizing his company to increase, to boost profits and like firing everyone. And like he ends up firing everyone except himself and is like, all right, fired everyone. That ought to boost profits. <laughs> um, this, <laughs> this is, uh, kind of like that. It's sometimes these villains. I'm like, you realize if everyone is dead, there's no one to be a ruler over, right? Like <laughs> if you want to be a dictator, you better, Keep some people alive so you can be a dictator over them. So uh, it's just there aren't that many people left on Sanctum. Like, you just killed. I mean, half to be fair,
0: like, in terms of that, I don't exactly fault Shade Hedda. Like, I've been waiting for the faithful to get killed anyway, so like, I can't be that mad. But, like, did he know? I mean, I guess he, like, knew or bet on the fact that he would be able to take over one crew. And so if he gets rid of the faithful, that's one faction that one crew doesn't have to fight. And so, like, yeah, I mean, it, I guess it was a good calculation, but we didn't really get enough of that. All we got was him, like, grandstanding about chess and, like, uh, Yeah. Uh, all right. I, fuck, I don't know. Is there anything else we want to talk about with Sanctum? I feel like all I've been doing is shitting on it, but, like, I don't know what else I can do.
1: I mean it was just so annoying when Shade revealed that he was um Shed Hela, and the grounders was like oh time to bow thank god and you're <laughs> like, like you dumb ass fucking hoes just ready to like surrender to he- whoever's going to kill a bunch of people like I mean <laughs> I, I think it's just I I already thought that um the way that they portrayed grounders from the beginning was like they were these barbaric bloodthirsty people and then they tried to make us see them that they weren't like the whole point of lexo was
0: to be like look they're some of them have growth and indra she's been there the
1: whole time not having the idiot ball indra is fantastic and like so i thought like they were going to go overboard and making it seem like... Well, I thought they were going to go overboard and make it seem like grounders were actually like these gentle, wonderful beings, which also annoyed me. But because, like, the truth is, everyone is, sh- is sh- kind of shitty sometimes. Everybody. Every group of people. Um, and... I'm but, shitty. You're shitty. Oh, super shitty. You know? <laughs> um, but, like, they they like just kept going down this line where grounders are stupid. And they just want to fight... No matter and they actually showed that when Shade
0: Header was like, P.S. I'm not Russell, and they're like, No, you're Russell, and you're like, Oh my god, he told you he's lying. <laughs> <laughs> he told you. And you still will not believe it. So oh, yeah, but no, I mean, I mean the
1: grounders, but also, yeah, also Oh, sorry, sorry, fall. fuck. Both I get I get
0: my my mindless masses confused. No, no,
1: it's true though. No, that's a great point because it's both of them were mindlessly just following whoever was their cult leader you know like
0: instead of like both of them both of those groups being like hey you know what fuck this primes and commander shit let's let's vote on who we want no no neither group came to that conclusion (laughs) nope well
2: yeah and like voting is one thing just like have a process you know, there, there have been systems where, like, it, you know, it was a monarchy or whatever, it wasn't was like a democracy, but there was a process. Like, you wouldn't just be like, hey, you, how do you think we should punish this person? Like, that's, like, have some sort of standard or, or something, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's never occurred to them. Uh, any of these civilizations on the hundred that, they can just, they can have standards. I mean, the best we saw is the uh, Exodus Charter, but it never really, I mean, Abby got shot lashed, and that was it. That was the last we heard about the Exodus <laughs> Charter. Um, so <laughs> Abby and
0: Kane airing out their kinks again. You know what? Not to be whatever, this season, I kind of miss Kane. Oh, my God. <laughs> Like I kind of wow. miss Kane and his sanctimonious bullshit. Like if wow. that's where we're at right now. Like I would love to just be like, damn it, Chill. Kane, you don't know what you're talking about, as opposed to being like, What is happening?
1: So oh my god, I completely agree. How did we get
0: here? <laughs>
1: this like, is so scary. Well I can't like I
0: I'm sorry I, like I'm not gonna say I'm sorry for every bad thing I ever said about Cabby, but like Oh no.
1: And I'm I don't take it back, but at the same time,
0: I'm it. just kind of like, you know, like, it's, it's, I'd rather settle. I'd rather settle. Like, I'm done with the shiny new thing. I'd rather settle. And, and like, the thing is,
1: like, I, a lot of people gave the new shit leeway. I gave um, it so much leeway. So much leeway. Um, I stopped giving it leeway because I felt like I was chasing something that would never come to pass. Like, it was just... Every season was like, Oh, well, this is just think of it as part A to the next season. And then they'd be like, Oh, well, well, think of this season as part A to the, I'm like, we've been doing this for so many seasons and there's no payoff, like not even a little bit. Um, and so I was already like jaded about it and I'm not going to pretend that I didn't kind of lose my, the point that I was trying to make in talking about this. Um, stall, stall, but I think it, it, Um, there was a time when they would bring in new, new parties, and I was like, oh, interesting, part of the mystery. Like, for example, like, the end of season one was fucking awesome, you know? Clark waking up in that white room, like, that was amazing, and that was, like, one of the best, like, (sighs) it was so good. It was so good, and so, um... I love that. And so when we look at, like, the new characters now, like, in this last season, I'm like, you know, we don't have time to build this plotline that's, like, the mountain. Like, I mean, we just, we don't have time to do that. And not only do we not have time to do that, we don't have another season to play as part B to whatever shit this is. So you have to really wrap up not only this season, but... Seven seasons of character arcs, you know, for our main characters. This is about the main characters. These are the people who we've invested in. These are the journeys that we've followed. Because we're not, we're not like Team Planet Earth. Like what happened, you know. And and while I agree with Shaking that the storytelling and the plot is completely important to me, it's important because it's interwoven with who the characters are and the journey that they're going on. And so. But you when you try to tell the story without them, I'm like, guess what? Like, I didn't I didn't buy this cruise. Like I don't have this ticket. Like I feel like one of those people who bought a timeshare and was like gypped. And now I have to go to court. Like I don't want to go to court. That's so much work. Like, this is not what I bought. (laughs) Um and that's how I feel. Okay. Um Shaheen,
0: do you have any parting thoughts on Sanctum before we get to our general other thoughts slash well actualies? Um
2: no. I I I just <laughs> had the subtitles on and um, apparently they call um Oh, I saw
1: that too! They do. They do. What the
0: fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Is that, that could even be a well actually. Um, it's like a writer's nose
1: slash <laughs> well actually.
2: Yeah. Russ, Russ had, had a,
0: that's actually probably what she we should call him. That makes the most sense. Um, all right, let's get into our other thoughts and well actuallys. Uh, I don't think I really have anything. I think I went through all of mine in, in giant rants uh, in our actual sections. So what do you guys have?
2: Um, so I thought it was really <laughs> funny and deserved a, a little pause when Levitt was like, we actually don't know what we're going to be fighting. Um... <laughs> So we got to be prepared for everything. You're
0: like, that's not... I was like, wait,
2: (laughs) you mean everything? Everything. Everything, everything. Like, how... Like, (laughs) you can't be prepared for everything. You better have some idea where you're going to fight. I hope you do. (laughs) 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 Everyone was kind of like, oh, cool. Yeah, no, that that, that makes
0: sense. Everything.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that was one thing. And then... um, did Levitt Nick Octavia?
0: Octavia's kind of into the negging. I feel like, um, yes. Like yeah. I feel like that's just her kink. Like she's got some self esteem issues, but it like really turns her on. Which yeah. like again, like no yeah. kink shame on this podcast. But like We're Lincoln being like your way is wrong. Like come come be a peaceful hippie with me. Like you're not doing good enough. And then
1: like her being with fuck. What was his name? Alien. Um let's also not forget billion. that they were both like um Stockholm Syndrome to each other.
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> um Yeah, no, I think I think you're right on that, Shaheen. I think Levitt did neg so- Octavia, and that's really surprising that he knew that that was the pickup artist work that was going to work on her.
1: Oh, uh, so surprising! It's not like he'd ever seen a video of everything that ever worked for her.
0: <laughs> He's like taking notes. He's like, "All right, so it's weird, but I guess I gonna tell her that she's terrible,
1: um, and maybe
0: Lincoln, like, maybe neck, it'll be boobs." Okay, it's so and lo, there were boobs.
1: Yeah, it's so funny because as little self-esteem that I have, like, negging actually never works on me. I'm always like, why are you so rude? (laughs) I just wanted somebody to buy me French fries. I gotta say, um, those, like, all-white
0: outfits, like, it must be rough to go through puberty uh, in Bardo. Like, there is no way to hide an accidental period or a boner in those shorts. Nope. I mean, I already
1: thought, like, wow, your nipples are weird. (laughs) Uh, Anybody okay. else? No, just me. Okay.
0: You know what? We're wrapping it up. I don't give a fuck about what anyone else's wealth, well, well uh, actually, is worth. Cool. Um, what do we have to recommend to people that is not a dumpster fire for their eyeballs or earballs?
1: Oh, I don't have that. I am um, yesterday on my dad's suggestion. I watched um Treasure of the Sierra Madre, which was a very old movie with Humphrey Bogart. Um and it was hilarious because while it was super sexist not even the makeup artist on the movie was a woman. <laughs> um cool. there was no woman involved in the movie whatsoever. Of course, um, but but it was really funny because in the end scene, which I liked the ending of the movie and I liked the message, but um the end scene was like these two in spoiler alert if you have not seen this movie that was that came out in 1949. Um the the two main characters were they were looking for gold and they did all this work like they put in so much effort and had all this passion and like they really like they kept their spirits up despite like their their partner like being like this monster um and anyways in the end their gold just blew away in the wind after all the effort that they put in and there's a scene where they're, like, hysterically laughing as the gold is blowing away after all the effort. And I was like, this is how I feel as a member of the 100 family. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I was like, that's what it is. That is exactly what it feels like. You put in all this effort. You, like, you went there. <laughs> you trudged through, like, the wilderness with these poor mules carrying, like, all this water. And in the end, <laughs> you have a story. <laughs> to tell and that's pretty much it <laughs> anyway.
0: i yes that was that was a beautiful analogy thank you um <laughs> what about you uh shaheen And
2: sad mm-hmm. um so so yeah fear city
0: why do i know this is
2: a documentary oh
0: because it's a documentary hmm? oh and it's about like old it- school new york right yeah, yeah, it's
2: a three-part documentary on Netflix. It's about uh, New York in the 70s and, and the 80s, specifically the mafia, mm-hmm. um, the Italian mafia. And it's really cool. It's really mind-boggling. I learned from it, and I also um, was just blown away by a lot of things I did not know. And you get to see interviews with, like, um, FBI agents from... Back then, and what they did, and how they planted their bugs, and um, how they pretend to be the the uh, phone guy and the TV guy and whatever, and come in your house to plant bugs, and uh, it's pretty cool.
0: Nice, interesting. Nice, and it's on Netflix. You said, yeah. Cool. That actually sounds really good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah,
2: it's really cool. And and it's it's one thing I also liked was uh, just like the objective tone of the documentary and or i get uh, more than objective i would say like multi-perspectival because like there are interviews with the former mafia people um who just like talk openly about everything they did and then there are interviews with the fbi people there are interviews with the lawyers of the mafia people and um so it's it's pretty cool like you get to see and there's no i don't feel like the documentary is trying to like push anything on you it just seems like a lot of cool facts and stuff
0: so awesome that's great might even add that to my list i like a good documentary um do you know who made it it didn't happen to be ken burns or anything right
2: uh i wouldn't know
0: okay never mind i love a good ken burns (laughs) documentary um i will recommend uh the old guard um which is on netflix um It stars uh, Charlize Theron, and uh, more importantly, well, not even more importantly, but interestingly enough, uh, it was directed by Gina um, Prince-Blythewood, who is the first African-American woman to um, helm a, like, big budget, uh, like, comic book adaptation movie. Um, And... The premise is it follows around this, like, I think, five group of five, uh, immortal like warriors, like, and they have existed through time, um, and kind of kept their identities a secret and like have kind of been mercenaries for different groups throughout history and whatnot. Um, but it's, it's an action movie, and I hate saying that oh, it has heart because whenever they say oh, it has heart, it means that like there were five lines that weren't about blowing shit up, Um, I say this as like, this is an action movie that actually does spend a ton of time on character work, um, and also has really, really good action scenes. Um, So- highly recommended everyone who i know who has watched has been like god damn that was actually really good and i'm like fuck yeah it's really good um so i really really hope that um they definitely set up like multiple sequels um or at least one i hope that we get several um and charlise is a fucking badass when she's when she's kicking ass um and there's there's some gay shit in it so I saw sadly not DM with flex her. What's that? She's she's
1: great in Neon Flex as a, like a superhero.
0: Yes, yes. She she, she and and uh, Mad Max like she can do some good action. Oh, yeah, um, see, yeah. There is gay shit in this. Um, not like you know super sexy gay shit, but like a very sweet and heartwarming gay stuff happens in it. And I'm mm-hmm. hoping for even more gay stuff in a sequel um, because you don't give Charlize that haircut and not dabble with that. Um, so that's my hope. Uh, your so yeah, true. watch The Old Guard on Netflix. It's a really kind of good, thinky, feely, nice action movie. Mm. Cool. The cool. end.
1: Good Great. recommendation.
0: Awesome. Um, <laughs> Fear City, The Old Guard, and Treasure of Sierra Madre of the Sierra Madre. Um, I I said we'd be done in forty five minutes. We're like two hours, but still good for us. <laughs> it's still good. Yeah,
2: it's pretty good. It's, yeah, it's pretty
0: awesome. good for us. Um, Bubs, how drunk are you? I'm feeling it. I'm okay. I'm feeling it. Okay. Um, I'm proud of you. You didn't puke or fall asleep. Oh, no. I, I, um, I don't
1: puke tequila. Honestly, it really is mother's milk to me. It just, I feel so awake and, and like, its energized. your It's your Latin blood? It's just, yeah. It's my Mexican heart. <laughs> filled with agave. I am 75% Mexican.
0: That, just, yes. That's
1: just what I'm saying. Your your heart
0: filled with agave. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh I got nothing else. Uh I guess fuck we have a new episode tomorrow. I don't though this is going to be confusing for listeners cuz we are not putting this up tomorrow. I don't know what you got going on, Shaheen. Eventually this episode will go up. Thank you for listening. Come yell at us on social media, Twitter, Reddit, I don't give a shit. Um yeah, maybe. We, we might respond it. if we're not hungover. Oh, maybe. No promises probably <laughs>
1: we'll respond we have nothing we'll respond. to do it's fine
0: it just takes us a minute because we're very very high usually um <laughs> all right thanks guys
2: <laughs> take it easy guys
1: Maybe